The autumn wind is a pirate. Greetings, Ritter Nation, and welcome to the Ritter Nation podcast. And I am your host, Ritter Greg. Well, here we are at the end of the season. Would anyone have thought two and ten? Well, hell no. But here we are. So, Oakland Raiders are looking forward to next season. That's what I got to say. Randy and I talked about it, and we both agree 100% that, you know what, we got nothing to freaking lose. Nothing to lose this season with uh, anything. So, why don't we just try anything and everything? Be super aggressive, not conservative. Go after it on offense. Try different people, like Johnny Morant, of course, and let's get some people involved uh, like Madsen in the, the the tight end position. We should be putting people in everywhere, trying all kinds of different stuff because we got nothing to freaking lose here. Nothing. Well, I'm talking too much already, so let's get into today's show. Yeah. Yeah. Oaktown. Do you know about my city? Oaktown. The city of Oak. Oh, don't you know? Do you know about my city? The city of old. Oh, don't you know? Now let's take a little trip down memory lane. Today's show, of course, will be the pregame for the Bungles game and their house. Like I said, we got nothing to lose. Rumor has it. There's a couple rumors. Uh, talk a little bit about the team on so a couple of issues. A special teams extravaganza. A special teams blow up. We'll talk about that, of course, in the comments form section shortly to follow. Congratulations, John Paul Nuno of El Paso, Texas, who will be coming to see us play the Rams at home. Hopefully we can keep our dignity up. I hate to say this, Ritter Nation, but I was thinking this last game against the Texans, I thought we lost it. I thought we lost heart. I thought we lost spirit. I said that in my last podcast, and I, you know what? I'm telling it like it is. I'm telling it like I see it. So I'm hoping that the Raiders can muster it up and get it together. So, well, let's go into this story right now. Keeping in mind, whenever they have to grind, keep an eye on the game number one. One time, because they'll be making you get your bail on instead of getting your mail on. So skip the cash flow. We got a death. Rumor has it. Well, the rumor has it is, and probably it's confirmed, that McQuiston will be going to left guard in place of Corey Huntsley, who hurt his knee. Now, McQuiston, who you know played the first two games of the season and was taken out because he could not do the protection schemes that were given to him on the right side. Well, he's happy on the left. That's where he started. It's where he, we've heard that story before, though, with Gallery. Well, the redheaded wonder, uh, nasty man, got to bring all his attitude out there to play the Bengals or the Bungles and make it happen. I wish him the best of luck. I'm going to keep an eye on him. I think the Raider Nation... Better keep an eye on Paul McQuiston because he is the new man on the line. He will be the monster in the middle. That's what I say. Okay, Chad Johnson came out with an article. Now, this is interesting because he usually doesn't talk nicely about anybody. A lot of trash talk from, uh, what do they call him? Ocho Cinco? Ocho Cinco? I call him Groucho Marxo because he's such a comedian. You know, he's like the showboat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's also an excellent receiver. He gave 
Props to the Raiders' defense, especially Fabian Washington and Nyambi Asumwa for being awesome backs because they work. Uh, we work single coverage, and they don't usually go uh, single coverage. Uh, most people are two under, two over. Uh, most people they play anyway. So this will be quite a challenge for Carlson Palmer. They're looking forward to it. They think they can pick our bones, but watch out because Nyambi Asumwa is number five in the whole NFL in pass interception. So be ready, Mr. 71%. That's right, because we have Dumbman, Nayambi, and, of course, Fabian, baby. I'll tell you, we got a blanket secondary, which is awesome. Okay, let's see what else is going on here. Okay, here's another situation that uh, is kind of a rumor. Um, I got this right from, of course, Raider Take. That's RaiderTake.com. Well, you have to get that because that's a very important. It was mentioned there that the kicker situation with Art Shell might have happened in this last game against the Texans where we got three missed field goals from Jan Shankowski. Yes, Shankowski, we like to call him from now on until he gets it together, was uh, actually prompted because he did not want to work with Lombardi, who is our personnel guy, to get another kicker. It might have been another one of those stubborn pride things, just like the Porter situation that is coming back to haunt Art Shell because he didn't have the, I don't know what to say, insight perhaps, to get the Porter situation handled, just another thing that looms over his coaching of our team in the 06 season. Not much I can say about Shell, though, because, you know, that's what's going to happen. So this kind of leads me into this next story. Special teams extravaganza blow up, blow up implosion on special teams coach. Ted Dashler. Yes, he melted down. He flipped out. He was flipping flapjacks out of his ass crack because of the special team's debacle during the Texans game. And I will have to say it's a debacle because I was flipping out. You were flipping out. Well, he was flipping out. Now, it's a whole lot made over this whole big deal because evidently he shoved an intern and he's yelled at an intern and he... He actually picked a fight with a couple of guys on the return team. Ha ha. That would be about a two-second ordeal right there. But in reality, he melted down. Just like we all did, just like the team did in the second half. What can I say? Uh, special teams lost us that game. He knew it. And you know what? There you go. That's what stress and a losing does for a team. I hate to say it that way, but that's the way it goes. He went all Mike Holguin on one of his coaching assistants and an intern. And you know what? How Holguin can get on the sidelines. Nobody rips his ass, but of course, it's a Raider thing, and Ted makes the headlines. And of course, our shell says, we like keeping the things in-house. And that's what he has to say, and what else do you expect him to say? But I think it's a tempest in a teapot. It's no big deal. It's just another sign of the times for the Oakland Raiders. And nothing much be said about it because it's just one of those things that happens when you have a losing season. <laughs> oh, gosh. 
Ok, 8-5. <laughs> Chad Johnson. I can't believe he gave props. Well, they're going to have to to take it because uh, our defense is going to have to play absolutely incredibly well for us to stop this quarterback that they have. And we can't run into his knee either because it's been done. It was it was bad. Carson Palmer's 71% passing right now for the year. That is insane. Bengals 7-5, Raiders 2-10. and 10. This is the pregame. And what can I say? Hoping for a miraculous situation. I'm hoping for no fumbles, no bungles in the jungle over there in Bengal land. I think the Raiders can win the game. Don't tell me. I know if I find a rock that blows through my window with a note on it saying, don't you get it? They're not winning. I'd have to throw it right back at them, actually. I'm a Raider fan. What can I tell you? (laughs) Silver and black to death of the team, that is. You know, we're almost at the end of the season. I was talking to Randy, and you know, we got to be happy just for what we got. I'll tell you what I see, though, here in this game, before I even get started in the comparisons, which I shouldn't even have to go into, because I know the feeling of the Raider Nation already. There's no freaking way. I hope it's not a blowout. Can I go on? I go on with the forums of of the Raiders about uh, 17-3, you know, the Bengals, the Bungles. You know, I could go on and on. But I'm not going to because the possibility of winning the game is there because the main thing that the Bagel fans are saying in all their forums, the ones I could get into anyways without registering, is they're worried about the Bengals taking the Raiders lightly. They are truly worried their defense is playing better, but they're still worried that that the lonely Raiders at 2-10 and could upset the Alpacart on their way to the Super Bowl. I would love it. Wouldn't you love to be the spoilers? You bet your ass you would. I love being the spoilers. That's one part of hatred of the Raiders that has always been cherished. Randy and I reminisced about the time in San Diego when we were at the last game of the season. They had a chance to go in the playoffs, and we took them out. No, it was Kansas City. I'm sorry, it was Kansas City. I correct it was a Kansas City game last part of the season. Kansas City had a chance to go to the playoffs, and the Raiders were their last regular season game at home in Kansas City, and they got punked by the Raiders. And they lost the playoff bounce, and they had to send home. And I remember distinctly seeing a, a YouTube, um, and I can't remember the player's name. It was Daryl Russell. Daryl Russell comes off the field, and he's shaking his fingers like, no, no, no. He said, we going home, they going home. I loved it. I love it when anything like that can happen. So saying that and going through that little memorable piece, we're hoping for a miracle. Okay, we're running on a dream. We cannot have fumbles. We cannot have turnovers. We cannot have interceptions. We have got to get our fair share of sacks and penalties. We have to put the fear into Carson Palmer. That's what we have to do with the fearsome foursome up front of the Oakland Raiders defense. 
Last game, Shoot played, called an excellent game, I think. It flowed much better. And if the player personnel had actually done their job and executed these plays, my guess is we would have won that game without too much difficulty. The fumbles and the penalties were brutal. Seven penalties at exactly the wrong time. That cannot even come close. When you play a team like the Bungles, meltdowns have happened. Other things have gone wrong. Shankowski has got to be 100% true blue ready to play, or they better find someone to kick the freaking ball. We cannot be kicking the ball off to their 15-yard line during the kickoff and having them run it back to our 39. That happened all season last year, Shankowski, and that's bullshit. I am not going for it. Special teams, give me some special something. You guys better be mojoed up for this game because you know what? Ted is going to need brain surgery if you guys don't nut up for this game. Ted is going to blow a major major artery in his melon. Ted will be dropped on the sidelines if it goes down the same way it did against the Texans. Unbelievable play last game. If we play anything like it, we are toast. We need to play with rhythm. We need to play with rhythm, and Shoop can get us there if the players can put the heart. And that's the end of my story for this whole freaking game. If the Raiders offense can put the heart into winning. I could go over all kinds of comparisons. The Chad Johnsons. The Naomi Asamoa, uh, the Morrisons. I mean, we could go over the whole deal. They cannot run the ball on us. They cannot run the ball up the middle all day. They cannot. We cannot let them do that to us. Let me tell you, Raider Nation, right now that Chad Henry has been popping off all week about how Moss is a punk. Nobody's worried about Randy Moss, and anybody should be not worried. I guess they shouldn't be. I know if I were Randy Moss, I didn't give a shit how I felt about the Raiders. If someone was punking my ass that big time in the paper, I'd want them to shut their pie hole. Let's see if Randy's got any pride. Let's see if we can get the ball to him so that he can make a difference in this game. I would love nothing better to see Chad Henry get his ass handed to him when Randy Moss runs by him like a gazelle to the end zone. Ball in your face. Rudy Johnson better not be making the yards on the ground either because the front four of our defense has got to stop him. And, you know, I understand towards the fourth quarter, I understand that, you know, if the offense is blowing it the whole game and we're behind 31-0, to zero, that you might not want to keep it going. I can relate to that. I, I just can, just as a person. But if we're in the game, you cannot let that run game get kicked up in the fourth quarter. Cannot happen, will not happen if we're victorious. Raider Nation, we can win the game. I'm telling you, watch it, realize it. And if we don't and we play like we played against a Texan, no problem because we're not at the game. We're not stuck there sitting there like having pins through your eyeball. Someone sticking a needle in your 
retina. That's how painful the last game was. We could just turn this one off and go do something else. Uh, but I I truly think that if the Raiders want to keep Art Shell this, this, for his coach, they better play for him. That's all. That's the end story right there. If they want Art Shell to stay there in Oakland, then they will play their ass off for him and make it happen. And that's about the end of that. We have nothing to lose. We should just let it all out, man. We got nothing to freaking lose. And the whole deal behind Shell and his prides just, you know, and the whole Porter thing, it's just coming back. It's just uh, it's just bad. It's bad. You know, the organization hasn't been this bad. I can't even remember. I'm not old enough to know when it's been that bad. So, um... Your guess is as good as mine. There's all kinds of things going on. You know, the Tempest of the Teapot with the uh, special teams coach. Who wouldn't flip out? Absolutely. Who would not freaking flip out? I flip out already, and I'm not the coach. Let's go to the Raider Nation comments form section now. Raider Nation comments forum section, and here we have Raider Frank Stealth, Raider Frank, of course, and Raider Shaw. I hope I said that right. <laughs> I always blow stuff like this. Randy Moss and Porter, and he's referencing my last podcast when he says, in case anyone was wondering, Randy Moss will make $8.25 million in 06, $9.75 million in 07, and $11.25 million in 08. His original contract was renegotiated in 2005 to help the, with the salary cap. I must say that happened two times. He did it twice. So that's why I thought he was a Raider, because he did that twice to help the team. To trade him would be costly unless someone took over the contract, or maybe if we paid part of it. It ain't going to happen. I'd like it to, Frank. Boy, I want him out of here. But that's not going to happen because nobody wants him because he's not productive. And until he starts putting up numbers again, or some some uh, psychos see something that we don't see, um, that's possible too, you know, because any car on the lot, when you're selling cars, be the ugliest piece of crap on the lot, and somebody will buy it. So maybe somebody will come take him. You never know. Jerry Porter... Okay, I know he's making $1 million a year, multi-year contract in February of 05. he got it. Um, I was keeping him from testing the free agency market, but you know what? He's going to test it this year, and uh, he's going to test it big time, and hopefully someone will take him as well. In case someone was wondering, Raider Greg, you we were talking a little bit about the salary cap on your last podcast. I think we could be in some major trouble, but every year... Uh, we're close, and every year we get out of it. Well, Raider Frank, I have to tell you that that was when we had Bruce Allen as the general manager. He was the whole magic behind the salary gap. Now this Lombardi character, who is not called a GM, I'm thinking more of a BM for his uh, his actual title, um, 
I don't know about him because we've been riding on Bruce Allen's for the last season and a half, um, even though it seems like he was gone some time ago. But I think that his his formula for what he's done has, has lasted a long time, and the decisions that were made maybe last year or the year before are finally going to come home to roost, and that's when you have the cap problems. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. But uh, I hope we can get this thing going. I, th- I hope we can get it done. A dingo ate my baby. Uh, comes in, and of course, that's the blackholesun.com, and he is another blogger for the Raider Nation. And so, the number one pick, he says, our remaining schedule is brutal at Cincinnati, St. Louis, Kansas City, and at New York. What are the odds of winning more than two games this year? Uh, with these last four teams. I don't know. I don't give us major hope of winning many of them, if any, to tell you the truth. They're all looking for a playoff spot, like I said. I suppose we could put on an emotional win. Yes, we might be able to. Uh, Kansas City at home, our last game here at home would be great. I'd love to see that emotional win. But it's like expecting emotion to have a plain white toaster, he says, which is pretty much true. (laughs) Pretty much true. So that leaves us uh, considering what our number one pick would do for us, if we could get that, of course. We could trade that pick up and uh, on additional picks, a la the 49ers, or we could pick the best player in the draft and hope that they add up enough to get us over the hump. Unfortunately, I haven't heard anything about there being a true top pick in the draft. Last year, it was Reggie Bush who got the, t- the hype and would have been an easy pick for us. Hell yes, man. I'd love to have gotten Reggie Bush. Let's take a look at some of our top options. Brady Quinn, he talks about. He talks about him as a quarterback. Um, He's like Rich Gannon, so he's the West Coast kind of guy, not someone Al Davis would take. Joe Thomas, offensive tackle from Wisconsin. Amazing pass blocker. You know, in the first round, I don't want to take an offensive tackle, but... Stranger things have happened. Look at Gallery. Calvin Johnson, wide receiver. This pick I see Al doing just because he's fast. And he's a great wide receiver. He's big. He could be the biggest thing on the block. He could be the best receiver. But if you don't have a quarterback to throw to him, who gives a shit? So if we take him in number one, I don't know what to tell you. Adrian Peterson, running back. That's the pick I'm hoping we take. That's the pick I'm hoping we need. Please, Al, if there's anything I ask for, because this guy runs just like Bo, I'm going to tear your head off Jackson. And he does have a little bit of injury-prone situation, but that's because he runs like a freight train. We have to get this guy. We got to get him in, and we got to get him on, and got to get him going. Goes on to say that there aren't really many guys that are worth the number one overall pick in this draft. My guess, if we don't choose Quinn... Or Calvin Johnson, at that pick, um, will trade back. Because uh, uh, there's a handful of running backs and wide receivers and offensive tackles that are good in this draft, which is figures because we're going to get a good draft or we'll have a higher draft, but it's the shit draft. Thank you, Adingo ate my baby. New York Tommy Raider, where you been, brother? What's happening, cat? Haven't heard from you in a while. It's nice to know. That banana is in the house. Good deal, man. I'm back, he says. What's up, brothers and sisters? It's been a long time. What 
a shit season, absolutely. But the time, but the true fans are still watching. Well, that's true because that's us. On the number one pick thing, we're gonna get a top five pick, so I'm really not worried about that. Well, absolutely. I really want uh, two more wins: the Chiefs and the Jets. Suck, suck, suck. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty funny. I would love to shit on both their playoff hopes. I hate the Chiefs almost as much as the Doncos, and I have to hear shit from the Jet fans every single day here in New York. Plus, I'm going to the game. Would love to see a win live. Brother, you know what? Me and Raider Rick been talking about that action, and we both pray that the Raiders come up big in New York and send all them green guys home, uh, green with every because we beat their ass <laughs> and took them off the playoff chart. I love it. Like I said, I love to be the spoilers. Cannot hope for anything better. Okay, I hope our boys come through for me. To me, we can salvage a bit rest of the season. I don't know about that. Hey, Randy, I haven't forgot about your T-shirt. I'll get it back to you soon. It was a New York Fires T-shirt like he gave to me, I think. Yeah, that was cool. Thank you so much for that. Uh, P.S. Hey, Chris, sounds like Yankees are getting Andy P. back. Maybe that big piece of shit, first baseman of yours, Sexton, he'll look a lot better in pinstripes. So there you go. Colorado Chris, there's one for you right there. Oh, Colorado Chris, Yankees, Tommy. Yeah, like you guys are enjoying A-Rod. Good one. Maybe that's why you guys can't win. You keep taking my Mariners. So after your last podcast, Greg, I was just walking around telling everybody, bullshit, <laughs> using your voice. <laughs> Classic. Everything football sucks, period. Fuck two, three into the season. <laughs> and we are talking draft picks. Bullshit, I'm out. <laughs> Cuban Gangsta comes in, Raiders. I'm going to the Jets games also, and I hope they beat them. I have a ton of biatch Jet fans going, Raiders suck, and why are you a Raiders fan? You know, all that shit. If we beat them, then we would definitely spoil their playoff hopes, and that would be awesome. <laughs> We need to be the spoilers and get these people to hate us. I agree, man. We need to get some hatred going in the nation. Not in the nation, but from other teams for the nation. Ocho Cinco better bring his A game this week because Nam Diasimo is going to be all over his ass. I agree, man. Naomdi is the man. And Colorado Chris comes in, of course. My predictions against Cincinnati Bungles. 17-6, we lose. That's very realistic. I can totally believe that that could possibly happen. Well, Red Nation, here we are, the pregame for Cincinnati. It's a way game for us. It's a 10 a.m. game. It's an early morning game. So get up early, get your, your snacks and uh, stuff, get ready, because we've got an early morning game. I kind of like these games. We haven't had too many this season. I like to sit down in the chair, right by the fireplace, and get some goodies and watch some football. So at the very least, Raider Nation, we got a game. Like I said, man, in the middle of summer, we're all jonesing for some football. 
So enjoy it now, no matter what it looks like. It's still your team. It's still our team. It's still the Raiders. I love it. This is Raider Greg. Until after the post-synopsis, we will see if it's a bungle game or if it's a victory game. I hope we kick their ass. This is Raider Greg, and I am out. <laughs> <laughs>